This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid. Click on through to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this from. If it has a rating system, do it and give us five stars. Oh, that's your part, Brandon. Sorry. (laughs) Definitely five stars. No. (laughs) Thank you. Leave us a comment. We want to know about your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. From Roosevelt Coffee Shop owning Freddie Montero to Chad Picklebreath Barrett. True story. Uh, Yeah, so far, neither of those guys actually have been anybody's favorite player. Uh, lots of Obafemi Martins and even one vote for big old big boy Roman Torres. <laughs> the uh, biggest boy. Surprisingly, none for the Sounders FC all-time leading goal scorer, Freddie Montero. So That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so somebody go in there and, and put some respect on his name. <laughs> this week, the 18th best Americans, Sounders FC, take on the second best but also second worst Canadians, Vancouver Whitecaps FC, in a battle for the, wait, we can still win this cup. <laughs> Let's get a hug. That, <laughs> that being the uh, the illustrious trophy that we actually seem to have the hardest time winning, the Cascadia Cup. Incorrect, Brandon. We are 50%. Well, maybe that's true. I was going to say we're one for one on winning MLS Cup and then with like seven not even making it. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. an excellent road trip. Excellent series of road points that Sounders FC picked up in the last couple weeks. Three matches back-to-back-to-back to back to back on the road, and we're saying that they need to average about 1.8 points per match. Well, you take a win and two draws against some pretty dang tough opposition. I just used dang. That was awesome. Pretty and, dang tough. Yeah, that makes them sound real hard. <laughs> and <laughs> You walk away with five points out of those games out of a potential nine. That's pretty good for a team that has been pretty garbage. So bad. Yeah, I I think especially I think the biggest thing from that entire road trip is being able to go to Atlanta, a team that is currently in the race for the supporter shield for the season. And they're able to uh, pick up like a very, very hard fought draw uh, in the in the stadium known as Megatron's butthole. You know what? (laughs) I realized that I called it that that last week, and if nobody's ever seen Mercedes-Benz Stadium, they might yeah. not understand why it's called Megatron's Butthole. Yeah. But that's because it's this massive steel angular stadium with a um, like a iris that closes. I don't know what the what's that word? Uh, it like it's a big circle and it closes like an anus. It irises, um, and because it, yeah, <laughs> and because it's uh, and irises, yeah, uh, and because it's a big steel 
and it looks like are, a butthole. That's what you're trying to say. It looks like yeah, a robot. It looks like a big robotic butthole. And they nailed it. One thing that I got to say that I'm surprised by is how sterile Megatron's butthole is. It was <laughs> the, the, for 72,000 people. It, man, it seemed like it was pretty like tame there. I couldn't believe it. Now, Brandon, Meg- Megatron is very into uh, chasing Optimus uh, Prime. I know. <laughs> sphincter cleanliness yeah he's a robot of course he is he doesn't want any sand it gets everywhere all right so the one thing that we were taunted by and teased by was raul rui diaz available but did not play yeah according to uh brian schmetzer the reason that raul rui diaz didn't play and this is being the first game that he's actually available um he didn't come on because after the this is according to head coach brian schmetzer he says um he didn't come on after the second yellow, which Jordan McCrary was sent off for uh, He with a red card. He said, we needed Will Bruin to be a big, strong target guy. Um, we had to dump balls yeah, dump. <laughs> uh, from goal kicks and set pieces. Uh, he needed to win some of those balls. It was our decision to leave Will on in a more defensive game. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It sucks because it would have been awesome to try to uh, attack Atlanta on the counterattack. But holy smokes, man, it was just a all-out assault on the Sounders' defense by the end of that match. Not the kind of game that you want to see Raul Ruiz Diaz come in and get just chopped down and hacked for no reason in his first game. Let's also keep in mind that that guy played both halves of the Mexican season and then went straight to the World Cup where he played with the team for several weeks and then came straight to MLS to start training, keeping him getting him rested a little bit and not getting him into some matches, it might punish us in the short term, but the team will potentially be better off with a guy who stays healthy rather than injured at that pay rate as well. So that's good. Now, we both had a different take on the same play. We took took opposite (laughs) notes. I'll let you say yours first. Uh, Stefan Fry made an incredible – I mean, he's made – obviously like tons of great saves during this match, but he made one incredible, incredible save on Will Bruin. (laughs) (laughs) I pose it as Will Bruin's best shot on goal was on his own goal. Yeah. So fortunately it didn't end up being an own goal. Thanks to our Swiss God King, Stefan Fry. Uh, there was a goal that was scored not in the actual run of play, but on a contemptuous VAR replay of a handball in the box. Boy, those Atlanta fans are mad about the obvious penalty that they then got called or whatever. <laughs> what did you think of that take by Ladero? Uh, I think that despite his best effort to not score by taking the worst ever penalty I've ever seen, somehow Ladero still scored. Um so, uh, yeah, good for him. Atlanta fans be like, had Trump's wall been built and 35,000 feet tall, Lodera wouldn't have even been there to score. Meanwhile, they've yeah. got Martinez as their main. Anyway. Um, here's, here's the thing. Is that's not the only – well, we can – never mind. That's a, that's a garbage. We'll get back into that. <laughs> uh, very cool. Just a quick note before we get into hot garbage, hot garbage. Uh, New Who named to the MLS Team of the Week – bench <laughs> so, not he bad. is almost really good not bad for a guy making fifty six thousand and change hot garbage hot garbage hot garbage hot garbage hot garbage hot hot garbage we're taking the best the worst and the absolute crap it's hot it's garbage it's hot garbage thank you <laughs> it's a look at who is hot, who is garbage, and who is hot garbage. Hot garbage. 
Let's start with hot. Hot. A very movable object stopped in unstoppable force. Oh, yes. Go on. Sounders FC being one of the only the second worst team this season as far as <laughs> goals scored against um, was able to stop the team that has the current golden boot leader in Josef Martinez, who scored his 19th goal of the season, which is on track to be the most prolific goal scoring season in MLS history. So for the fact that the Sounders were able to pull out uh, only uh, a keep Atlanta to one goal and um, B, earn a point on the road against Atlanta, uh, that is massive because Atlanta is not a chump team. This isn't New England Revolution with a 0-0 draw the week before. This is a 1-1 draw in an incredibly uh, tough place to play. So um, a very movable object being the Seattle Sounders stopped a team that is on absolute roll in Atlanta. Hi. Nice. Uh, Bruin played the antithesis to Roman Torres as a sounder. <laughs> he played very little striker and lots of bad defense. As opposed to a whole lot of defense and a lot of terrible offense. <laughs> I guess he didn't actually play the antithesis. I guess he played the Roman Torres of the... <laughs> yeah. That guy someday I'm going to run into him in like a, at like a Sprouts and he's going to like punch me in the head and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and then... Um, so, so Hi. Nice. Okay, great. And then lastly, there was a moment where there was a bit of a collision between defenders, goalkeeper, and Josef Martinez. And Chad, you backed into my minivan... Marshall got so <laughs> mad. Uh, he looked like he was yelling at a little league umpire. That's how mad he was. <laughs> Drunk dad shows up to, sh- to to little league game, gets in fight. <laughs> he looked like he reserved the camp spot at the lake and he showed up to go camping. But like there was another family in his spot and they had already set up their tents and their barbecue and all of that stuff that they set up. And he had to like chew them out in order to get his spot back. Hot. <laughs> also, awesome to see the Sounders walk away with one point. Hot. On what could have easily also, been terrible. Yeah, back to Chad Marshall real quick. Chad Marshall is like the most even-keeled, calm guy. Uh, he got straight up, well, he, he got... He got so mad. You, I feel like him, there's very few guys in the league that are so even-keeled all the time, and then when they get fired up like that, you get scared. He got 4.30 in the morning driving to Seattle from Snohomish, and someone's going 51 in the fast lane mad. <laughs> These are all, like, all real examples of <laughs> us getting very fathers mad. that we know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was amazing to see a guy who usually looks like he's angry to still be playing. They're angry at someone else other than like himself in situation. So, Chad Marshall. Hi. That's nice. Now, moving on to garbage. What do you got? I got headbutts from a butthead. The whole, the whole reason that Chad Marshall was mad in the first place was because Joseph Martinez uh, comes flying in and uh, makes a re- just a reckless, stupid play on a ball that he'd never get. Um, and that's what got Chad all heated. And then Joseph Martinez steps up to him and headbutts him in the face. And Go most beach. players, yeah. It was. And most players go down and hold their face and they roll around and wait for VAR to come over. Chad Marshall just stepped to him and was like, you're in a lot of trouble, mister. Chad Marshall go to your like, room. hey, you're garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Joseph Martinez. I would be surprised if uh, the MLS dis- Disciplinary Committee, also known as the MLS Disco, which sounds like the worst party you've <laughs> ever been to. <laughs> 
Uh, it doesn't come back and give Joseph Martinez at least a single match ban, but at the same time, he's like the hottest player in the league. But my favorite game to play is a game of what if Clint Dempsey had done that? Absolutely. Where I think that if Clint Dempsey had done that, he would be in the gulag in Russia already at this point um, or on death row. Yeah, I feel like uh, Clint Dempsey, they're like, hey, please don't post about this on your fishing Twitter because we <laughs> feel like MLS Disco is going to come for you. <laughs> Garbage. All right. Uh, also, um, Fry giving up that goal, that was a real yeah. moment garbage of garbage because my god he got caught between two mines and then it was just a little drizzly little piddle of, of a thing it's like missing the toilet when you pee like that's how bad that goal was but just because he was out of position it could have easily been saved had he been uh, either advanced or still back on his line that didn't happen i kind of hate to say this but i'm hanging a couple points missed on a bad decision from Stefan Fry, who has been money all year, all year. So I don't, I don't mean to weigh him down with that, but obviously he's got to think sure. like I can do better on that. And then garbage. Also, is <sighs> McCrary had the craziest second yellow card for a dude who's on a yellow to come. Oh, bye. I guess we're not yeah, going to wow. need this. We're not going to need sound effects anymore. Evidently. <laughs> Hold on. For a guy to come in, like, have you ever seen the people that are in the socks and they slide back and forth on that, like, uh, it's like to practice, like, speed skating and get a workout at the same time. It's like a piece of, like, vinyl that you slide back and forth on. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what it looked like. He came, like, sliding in, like, hey, guys, remember the 90s? And, like, just took out a dude. <laughs> Uh, getting a second yellow card and getting sent off. You're putting your team that has already struggled to produce into like a really bad predicament. All I can say, other than garbage, is that at least that stadium is probably air conditioned and that they were not playing outside in Georgia with 30 something minutes to go on um, a man disadvantage. So, uh, McCrary, yeah, think- get it together. I think Jordan McCurry was just trying to get more screen time because he's from Georgia and from specifically from Atlanta and he's just trying to get more, more, uh, more of his like high school friends to look at him be like whoa is that jordan freaking mccrary playing professional soccer garbage <laughs> yeah so yeah anyway uh the, a couple bad performances from some guys that have been traveling so much and have come up big when we've needed them to that's just kind of how it goes moving on now to our favorite robot of hot garbage it's hot garbage what do you got brandon oh. I got that the Atlanta fan, after this match, the Atlanta fans melted down so hard that you can almost make a recyclable kit out of them. <laughs> the new parlay kit brought to you by Mad Atlanta. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, so first of all, I want to, there were so many missed calls in this match. This whole match could have been hot garbage. Like someone on, left their phone on silent and then there was like a bunch of missed calls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like, so first of all, you had the one-two punch combo from whatever his face is on Atlanta to Nicola Darrow. No, 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 no. You don't understand. That's they cancel out in soccer karate. If you strike a guy <laughs> twice to the head, then it cancels out, and you just get a yellow. Okay, if you, if you like, uh, if you like, shoot, don't chop to the neck just once. Like if you're Kelvin Leardam and you're like, I'm gonna hit you in the face one time. Ah, red card. But you cancel out the severity by getting both sides of his head. It's a known thing. You should study your soccer karate more. Uh, how bad do you think Clint Dempsey's punishment would have been if he had done that? Uh, they would have, they would have enacted the same thing to him, only using like an actual blade. <laughs> Uh, Hold still, that, Clint Dempsey. Hot garbage. 
Um, so there was that, first of all. Yeah. Um, second, there was the obviously Joseph Martinez uh, headbutt on Chad Marshall. Hot garbage. And then you had the handball, the one handball that was over that ended up getting called because of VAR. But there was actually another handball that was nearly identical to that play that I thought could have been called, which would have been a second penalty to the Sounders. Um, and I have no idea how that one didn't also go to VAR and end up getting called as a, as a yeah. uh, penalty. You know what's hot garbage? It's when a player has to take his sweet-ass time getting some water so that way he can make sure that the ref takes the time to let the people who are in charge of reviewing the play review it instead of just Toledo just moving on. And be like, like yeah. He's there waiting for that before the penalty kick. He's there waiting to take a corner for like six minutes while the guy's like, because otherwise he's just going to blow the whistle and have him keep playing and you miss that opportunity to go back and effectively challenge it there, which is just ridiculous. Just yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. um, the pro... Professional referees organization. Hot garbage. I know that's an easy target, but that's how it goes. Yeah, but the best part is that after the match, after everything that we just said, um, it was still the Atlanta fans on the internet who were so, so, so mad, calling Seattle fans insufferable, calling the referees terrible, saying that they're the and like, hey, we agree they they were terrible, but for completely different reasons. Um, you know, calling out the league for having letting the Sounders play in MLS with such poor quality <laughs> that they played in. <laughs> That's preposterous. It, it is. And so after the match, I, I like to say, like, obviously we're homers and I'm going to watch each game and, and think that, you know, 50-50 balls were definitely not a foul against the Sounders and that uh, penalties probably should have gone the Sounders way. But in this case, I think that they were very, very, very clear cut uh, cases for everything that we're talking about. So the the fact that Atlanta fans are still able to see the same evidence. These are the same fans who voted Tata Martino the best dressed coach in the league for wearing sweatpants every single game but of he, the year. But Brandon, he takes that he takes that sweater and then he wraps it around his neck. Best dressed. Everyone knows you could up your game with a wrapped sweater. Listen though, you're you're running real hot right now, so I want to switch gears. <laughs> It's time for people getting mad on the internet. After anything happens at the match, it's this week in fan outrage. Uh, this one, this one, 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 one person on Reddit saw the same thing that we all saw, which mm-hmm. was uh, a headbutt straight to Chad Marshall's lower face. Yeah. And one guy said, "Wow, he wasn't red carded." And another person responded, "Nah, the ref just waved at him. I think he misplaced his card when he was trying to remember how to get the whistle out of his ass." <laughs> That's not where you keep your whistle. Come on now. (laughs) What else you got? Uh, This one comes from Aaron on Twitter. says, soccer is literally the only sport where it's okay to complain about a team being good at defense. (laughs) Because at the end of that Sounders match, it was complete bombardment. It looked boring. It looked like the Sounders were bunkering, and that's not fun soccer to watch. But they played well. They kept the point. Uh, But it's okay to get angry at them because, holy crap, that was so... Just it was not it was not fun to watch at the end of the match. But they kept it together, so that points uh, that's big time. And then how about yeah. uh, what else you got? <laughs> uh, similarly, somebody says 
Matt says, this match is like a Tinder date with someone way out of your league that ends up with a hand job. No complaints, but no story's going to be told about it. I disagree. If I went out on a Tinder date and got an HJ, I would still tell that story right here on this <laughs> podcast. Also, my wife would probably be very mad at me. Uh, Hi, I, Lori. I really, <laughs> I really like the final bit of outrage that you threw on just to really step it up a notch. I really like getting salty. Hey, from Adam. Eat a dick, Atlanta. some good fan outrage when we come back we have a rumor a swedish rumor <laughs> Ooh, tickle that all right we'll come right His back his name with- is carl <laughs> god damn it listen to last week to get that uh when we come back we'll do some headlines All right, welcome back to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. I don't even know what the hell my own show is called. This is ridiculous. Get it together, (laughs) stupid. Uh, We got some headlines here, starting off with, this is a good start of the week headline to try and draw some more interest in fans watching some exciting attacking soccer. What you got? Uh, This one's, I don't know exactly how much credence you should give this rumor. Rumor! However... There is a rumor coming out of the Swedish club AIK. I'm not going to pretend like I know what that stands for. Yeah, no. But it, there is a rumor that the Sounders are eyeing a loan for the Argentinian forward, Nicolas Stefanelli, uh, who is currently playing for the Swedish club AIA or AIK or whatever. Some letters that yeah. translate to something Swedish. It sounds like um, a, a crooked bank to me. That's what's... Yeah. Uh, the K stands for Carl. I'm 90% positive. <laughs> Athletic <laughs> international uh, Carl. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a there's a Ford. He's a he's a short guy. Wait, did you say there's um, a fjord? <laughs> <laughs> there's a fjord. A, f- a fjord. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> Swedish Argentinian in that case. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's hard to know whether this was a guy that the Sounders were looking at before they signed, uh, before they finalized the deal with Raul Ruiz Diaz, um, or if this is a guy that they talked about. Because originally, when they talked about adding Raul, yeah, they talked about um, adding a whatever eight figure DP who would be Raul. No, no, Diaz. no, 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 you're all wrong about this. They were on player tender looking for some HJ action, and they swiped <laughs> the correct direction, which I don't know what that is, and they uh, matched. So now there's a chance. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what that is. Trying to play it. <laughs> I can't remember. Brandon, this like I went to make a joke on the radio about this the other day, and I was like, wait, is it left or right? And then I was like, well, rather than looking it up, I'm just going to say that on the radio instead. So it has been too long. I've been with the same person for many years. So that's how that yes. goes. We'll, we'll put that, we'll put that to, to rest right away. Well, so you, you like the idea of like, where's he going to play? Who does he replace? I, well, here's my question for you then. We're paying half a million. I'm not paying anything. Seattle Sanders <laughs> FC are paying half a million dollars for Magnus Wolf Ikram, who's not even named in the 18 for Atlanta. What's going on, man? Like, how can this guy be worth the money spent, and how could they get it so wrong? This is a huge head scratcher. This is like uh, Sammy Ochoa levels of what the hell is going on. Easy, here. okay, easy. <laughs> uh. So Magnus Wolf Ikram plays like something like three matches this season and um, is just completely, completely off the radar. So the question is, is it a fitness thing? Is it a health thing? Is he injured? Is there something wrong that 
the club isn't allowing the public to know. Um, when I was listening to the radio broadcast a few weeks ago, uh, you had Pete Fewing and, and Wade Weber talking about the fact that the reason that he hasn't been playing is because uh, head coach Brian Schmetzer said that um, Ikram didn't have the uh, – he wasn't getting back to defend enough – uh, and he was only wanting to go forward. He had to get used to the league, and that's why he wasn't starting. Um, but at the same time that you say something like that, you're also paying Roman Torres, who's ne- who plays center back, who is never, ever, ever actually playing center back. So the question <laughs> is, uh, if if it's just a positional thing, I'm I'm pretty sure that if he's a professional soccer player who we're paying that much, mo- who the Sounders are paying that much money to play. Um, He'll probably figure it out, but he probably needs some game time to figure out what that's like. Hey, man, uh, not everyone can be like the Brad Evans who just moves around on command to different positions every season. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Dismissive, R- yeah, R- from Brandon. Yeah, okay, R- whatever, dummy. R.I.P. R- R- in barbecue heaven, Brad Evans. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the thing is with uh, with the wolf. Uh, I don't think anyone it's, does. It's, I'm just I'm, I was just like watching the match the other day, and I was like, "Who do you bring into this?" And I was like, "Well, you want Harry Ship over Magnus Wolf Ikram, obviously, but why? The discrepancy in pay must be gigantic. Like right. for MLS, that's a lot of money." So then I got to thinking about this too, that at the match in Atlanta, you bring on, you know, with what 30 minutes to go, you bring on Carl Svensson, Gustav Svensson, right? And that guy. Yeah. Just got back from the World Cup, and while most players that made it as far as he did, or who even made it, are off to go get rested, vacation, be able to take a few weeks off because you've just had accelerated game time over the course of a month, like that guy needs the money. Obviously, he needs to come back and play for the team. It's he's not making, you know, two hundred thousand pounds a week playing professional football. Here he is at the at the world's biggest stage. And the Swedish players are in America playing for nothing, and you have to show up to make that money. And like as he should, because he's a professional athlete and he's there to uh, to do that job. But it was crazy that we're already calling upon him to help shore things up after the guy's just been used so much. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's confusing. It's it's that is so much money going to a player to to not even sit on the bench but to sit at home or in the hotel or in the suite player suite watching the match um and what does that do for him you know he ends up in a place where he's not being used and we and we're this is all speculation we don't actually know anything about this but it's pretty dang weird yeah um yeah i don't <laughs> okay i think that's I think it's age old. That's a that's a question that that only Brian Schmitzer has an answer to. So Brian, call in so we can find out what's going on. Maybe uh, after the break we'll talk to Brian Schmitzer. It's not happening, but maybe we'll talk to him. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and do a little preview for this weekend's match against the Vancouver Whitecaps FC. Next on the Full Ninety Extra Time podcast. Welcome back to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast, taking a preview of the upcoming match. It's this Saturday at 1 p.m. CenturyLink Field. It's match 19 of the season of 34. I had to look that up because I wanted to see how close to halfway we were. We're past it. Sounders FC are 10th in the West versus Vancouver Whitecaps FC, 8th in the West. A win at home against somebody who's right there fighting for a playoff position would be extra sweet. 
There's uh, some history between these teams, obviously, Cascadia rivals. I remember when the ECS brought the Cascadia Cup back from Vancouver, strapped into a seat-belted seat, driving down high five. Pretty dope. Uh, Historically, Sounders, five wins, six losses, and two draws in the regular season play against Vancouver Whitecaps FC. In the playoffs... Those numbers get a lot better. We left them in the dust on our way to an MLS Cup final, which is pretty sweet. So, Brandon, looking ahead, if you had to shine the light on one Seattle Sounders FC player, who are you going to point at to be the hero this week? The hero this week will have to be Raul Ruiz Diaz, who Brian Schmetzer has said will all, more than likely make his debut, whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench as a substitute. Raul Ruiz Diaz... Um, all things show that he's going to play. Um, he's going to be the hero. He's going to have his first chance to uh, to make his mark as a sounder. So I think he's the hero. Cool. Uh, no, no doubt about it. I hope that it doesn't come down to like a great central defensive per- performance from you know from uh, Gustav Svensson or Will Bruin. <laughs> Get out of here. When it comes to who's caped and twirling a mustache in the darkness above CenturyLink Field in the rafters, who's your villain for this week? Uh, my villain is Kai Kamara, just because I actually really love that guy as a person in the league because he's he's the kind of guy that will say anything about anybody and take the fines that he gets um but also it's it's a it's a combination of him and the canadian young phenom aka the budweiser light limerita man of the match alfonso davies yeah um so though the combination of those two are it's just that's what's keeping uh vancouver afloat right now um, and Alfonso Davies is just tearing it up, and he's like something like 19 years old. I, dis- so, I disagree with you. I think the villain is going to be Canada, our arch rivals, our nemesis of America. Build the f-ing wall. <laughs> Put a tariff on the white caps. <laughs> and then we'll burn the effing lot. <laughs> and then we'll make them pay duty free. <laughs> Build an embargo, build an embargo, <laughs> put the white caps on the top, then we'll charge a lot of tariffs, something, something. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm out of control here. All right. In case you're just waking up or just joining in somehow, even though this isn't a live broadcast, it's a thing you had to download and stream and listen to. Too long, didn't listen. TLDL, what do you got? Number one, Raul. I got don't back into Chad Marshall's minivan, bro. <laughs> and lastly, if you are just tuning in, this is what you need to know. Eat a dick, Atlanta. Take a look into the swirling mystery that is the crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell us what you got looking into this weekend's match. Again, 1 p.m. CenturyLink Stadium. The Seattle Sounders 10th in the West taking on Vancouver Whitecaps 8th in the West for points to get to the playoffs and a Cascadia Cup match. How do you see this one playing out? I see this one playing out 2-1 to one, Seattle. Goals from Raul Rudiaz and Victor Rodriguez um, and a goal from Vancouver's Alfonso Davies, my guess. You know, I think that Seattle will win this one, and I'm not sure by how much, but I predict that the entrance by Raul Ruiz, where he'll be entering from the rafters. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs>